Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, I'm sat here, it's, uh, it's 9.30, it's podcast recording deadline day. And I was just thinking to myself, well, in fact, I've been thinking to myself all day, what am I going to say today? <laughs> what am I going to share with you? And uh, i kind of been wrestling with a, a couple of thoughts. Um, I was actually thinking of doing a, a podcast episode on due diligence. Well, that's exciting, isn't it? Um, so I was, I was thinking of doing that. I'm actually writing an article for YPM magazine, actually, on the very subject. So it's his top of mind. And I was going to cheat a bit and basically share some of that uh, content with you today. But something's been niggling at me, actually. And so what I thought I'd do is return to a general theme. Uh, I guess the general theme is, uh, is mindset. But in particular, what's been really on my mind is this idea that we can be our own worst enemy at times, uh, really. And there's a few th- threads, if you like, that have come together um, over the last week or so, which have um, encouraged me to share about, about this today rather than the due diligence subject. So if you wanted to hear about due diligence, you better just you know, write in or connect with me in some way and say, can we hear that bit, please, Richard? Because this mindset stuff was a bit too woo-woo for us. But um, equally, this is completely unscripted. Um, there's just a few thoughts in my mind that um, are coming together, different strands, uh, which are, say, being pieced together from different elements. And uh, I just thought I'd try and make some sense of it and share it with you because um, I think we can be our own worst enemy. And I think that what, what really tipped it for me and wanting to share this is that there was an article shared within our mastermind group, uh, um, an article uh, shared on, on the Medium platform, and in it was a quotation from uh, Naval uh, Ravikant, who is uh, a serial entrepreneur, he's a creative angelist, he's an he's a angel investor himself, he's worth probably hundreds, if not billions, um, uh, you know, founder, or sorry, not founder, he, he was an early stage investor, is the phrase I'm looking for, in, in businesses like Uber, for example, and, and many others too. So, very, very successful man, and he's quoted as being uh, both wealthy and happy, which is actually quite interesting in itself. So, I didn't really know that much about him, but I'm, uh, I'm learning more about him. I'm quite interested to hear more. But needless to say, the quotation uh, which I'm just going to read, uh, is uh, free education is abundant all over the internet. It's the desire to learn that's scarce. And as I say, that's from Naval uh, Ravikant. And um, he talks about a couple of things there, doesn't he? One, free education is abundant. Well, this is an example of that. This is free education. Uh, but it's the desire to learn that's scarce. And I dare say that you'll all be probably shaking your heads at that idea, won't you? Well, that's not me. You know, I, I, I'm listening to this free content and I'm, I'm, I have the desire to learn. Um, so I'm different and you may well be. And I actually think there's a couple of missing ingredients. Um, and, and when I read that quotation, um, who am I to challenge what Naval might be thinking? But 
I was just wondering to myself, it's, it's not just as simple as that. It's not that, you know, that we don't have a desire to learn. And of course, there's lots of free content that we can learn from. I think there's more to it than that. And I think maybe there's, there's more to it than I'm about to say even, but I think there's two main things which are, uh, uh, you know, worthy of further exploration, if you like. And, and the first one is it's what well, we, we can learn, but unless we apply what we learn, then there's no point. You know, we might win, you know, a, a fictitious game of eggheads or uh, something like that. Uh, we might play along with mastermind and, and, and do well in quizzes and, and, and that kind of thing. But are we doing well in life? Are we winning at life, so to speak, if we have that kind of general knowledge and we're not applying what we're learning? So I think that's one thing that's potentially missing. And um, so, you know, just to, to know and not to do is not to, is not to know. I think Rob Moore said that, actually. So here I am quoting Rob Moore. Um, but I believe he said that. And I, I believe it was his quotation rather than quoting somebody else. So there we go, Rob, a, a shout out to you. But um, yeah, to, to know and not to do is not to know. So there's lots of information out there. There's lots of free content. And we might have the desire to learn, but without the application, without the doing part of it, then there's going to be a disconnect. So that's that's probably sounds quite obvious, right? So, okay, well, let's get the information, let's have the desire to learn, and then let's apply what we've learned. All sounds pretty reasonable so far then, doesn't it? To to you know join those dots up together, find the content, learn it, and then actually apply it. And that's absolutely true as well. And yet, you know, we still don't always win out, do we? We don't always make a success uh, uh, you know, in life. Um, and uh, myself included, and, and in fact, it was reflecting on myself, and, and you know um, how how um, sometimes I don't always do what I know I should be doing. That kind of led on to me to share with you today. And uh, what brought it really to the fore was um, in the TPV book club. We've uh, we've just we just had book of the month uh, for the month of uh, what it would have been uh, October, of course. It would have been the book of the month for October. And uh, the book was uh, Think and Grow Rich, which is uh, a bit of a, a personal development classic. It was written in 1937, I believe it was, Napoleon Hill. And uh, it was a forerunner or the first thing of a genre setting, uh, you know, landmark book, really, um, containing some success principles. So it's been around for approximately 80 years now. And um, we, we, we read it again in, uh, well, I say we read it as the TPV book of the month. I've read it again. I've read it in the past. And when I was reading it, I was really thinking to myself, I know all this. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't saying it in an arrogant way. I was just saying, I know all this. So what? You know, and I was asking myself this question. So what? And the, and the so what, the answer to the so what question is I'm not applying all of this. I'm not doing all of this. Uh, so, for example, there's things in there. It talks about uh, affirmations. I think they use the phrase. Uh, Napoleon Hill uses the phrase "auto suggestion," uh, which is really affirmations. And you can have uh, literally repeating phrases. You can write things down. Um, you can add it into a visualization that you have repeating images that are flashed before you. And uh, it's something I really wanted to get into. And I've tried this before, but I haven't really stuck with it. And um, and so. I'm drifting away a little bit from the point, but I'm going to make the point by doing so. Um, so we've got, we've got the book, Think and Grow Rich. We've got other books like it, which outline many of the success principles, really, that we need to adopt, or clearly to be successful in life. 
Um, there's, there's lots of classics. There's the, you know, Seeds of Greatness. There is uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, Paul Million, if you're listening, there's a book you've uh, given a shout out to called The Midas Touch. There's, uh, there's a plethora, really, of, of fantastic books out there. And they all, co- you know, contain sort of common ingredients or overlapping ingredients. So it, the, the knowledge is out there. So, you know, free education is abundant. Well, and, and low-cost education in the form of books is also abundant. So, and yet, you know, we, we read the books, we don't necessarily apply, um, you know, what we've learned. And that's the thing that really stuck with me. Why is it, for example, that I didn't really stick with affirmations? Something I tried in the past, I read, you know, Think and Grow Rich, and I think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back onto the uh, affirmation sort of bandwagon and, and reintroduce them. I'm doing it in a very light touch way at the moment in my morning routine, but it's not, it's not really big, and I'm definitely not doing the heavy visualization stuff. And I've really kind of struggled with that. And so I asked myself, why is it? Why is it I struggled with that? And I guess the answer it came to me in, uh, in a number of different ways, really. So just recently, we had a guest speaker come and talk at our mastermind group and uh, his name is, uh, is Roberto Bosch, or Becchino, uh, for, for short, really, or, or his nickname. And Becchino is, uh, is a former volleyball player, represented Brazil, um, and he's a coach. As a sports coach, he uh, leads an NGO. He's also a, a business coach now, a personal coach. And he came to talk to us and, you know, about you know, how to overcome difficulties and challenges in life. And really, the, the central theme that I asked him to speak about was, uh, was was happiness, but that translates as mindset motivation. So he came and gave a great talk. And if you followed me on social media, you, you heard me probably give a bit of a shout out to some of the things that he covered. And one of the things that he covered um, was this idea. Uh, he shared this idea of positive intelligence. It's not his own idea. In fact, uh, Shirzad Sharmin, I believe I'm saying his name correctly, was the author of uh, a, a New York Times best-selling book called Positive Intelligence. And I'd never heard of it before. Um, Becchino shared it with us. But the, the concept of, the, um, of positive intelligence is effectively, we literally have two minds. Uh, and you probably you know, think of yourself as sometimes, I mean, two minds about that. And we, we have this um, sage mindset, uh, but we also have this saboteur mindset. That's where I'm going. So I believe, um, you know, the, there's this saboteur mindset that is just seeking to undo the good things that we're going about doing. And if you read um, Shirzad's uh, work on, on positive intelligence, which I haven't read the full book, but I'm just looking at the website now, he talks about men- mental fitness and to build this sort of sage mindset so that we can combat and confront this saboteur mindset. So this saboteur mindset. What is that? What is it all about? Why would, why would our own mind want to sabotage ourselves? I was really struggling and just thinking about this and mulling it over. And I hope you're with me so far with this sort of little bit of a rambling, unscripted, meandering path uh, through this, uh, this whole concept. And um, I'm weaving these threads together, you see. You know, why did I not do things? Why did I not follow through on all the principles of think and grow rich, which I actually read a couple of decades ago um, and thought about affirmations and tried it for a while, but then gave up? Um, Why, you know, when I read about the um, positive intelligence and the sage mindset versus the saboteur mindset, 
um, you know, why, why is it that our brains, uh, our minds sabotage ourselves? And then that led me to um, think about the, um, the work, if you like, of um, there's, a, there's a, a, a doctor, Nicole Lepera, um, you might know more uh, popularly as the holistic psychologist. And if you haven't, then I suggest you look her up. She's got a great YouTube channel. She's got a massive following on Instagram. And um, she's giving away, if you like, a lot of uh, secrets to uh, self-healing in, in terms of psychology. And, um, my wife is a psychologist and she first uh, alerted me to, to Dr. Nicole LaPera's work. And I've been following her and she's got some really fascinating shares. Just follow her Instagram account, thought of the day type of thing. And she really gets to the heart of the matter. I believe. And um, I think, you know, I'm probably joining a few dots here and maybe jumping the odd one. But um, what Dr. Nicole is, is saying is that uh, we have patterns. We have patterns of thought. We have patterns of emotion. And we have patterns of uh, behavior, which are formed out of a habit, but also uh, what we developed in childhood. And that's, that's really picking up the psychology angle, I suppose. Um, so I don't want to get too deep into, you know, child psychology and how we can overcome, you know, the, the flaws of the inner child um, here because I'm not a psychologist. Uh, I'm not trained to be in that area, but I'm really fascinated by that sort of topic. I think the point I'm getting at is this, and it's that the, you know, we, we have a saboteur. We, uh, and, and the saboteur, by the way, is really just trying to keep us safe. It does things in order to keep us safe. It doesn't do things to you know, make us fail. It doesn't do things to make us quit or not apply things or follow through on things. It does us because it does it does things or you know brings things into our mind or our thinking to try and keep us safe. That's the purpose of our subconscious. And our subconscious is where we hold our habits and our habits of thought in particular. And so this is something I was really thinking about. I hope you're with me. I'm 13 minutes in uh, as I'm recording this to you now. Um, and I'm wondering if, if I've lost you yet. But um, so where am I going? So we, we, there's, there's knowledge that there's out there. This is an example. This podcast, there's YouTube videos, there's books, there's all sorts of material, there's courses. Lots of different material out there that, that gives us the head knowledge. Then we, we, if we've got the desire to learn, of course, we'll immerse ourselves in, in more and more of that knowledge. Then there's the application. And the application, you know, it takes more than just try it once um, or just try and lean on willpower. I believe part of the reason that we don't always apply what we've learned is because of this uh, sabotage, self-sabotaging uh, thought process that we might have. And uh, maybe to quote somebody else um, in this sort of same vein is Mel Robbins. Again, if you if you look up Mel Robbins, um, she's written a couple of books that I think you know really good. And, and the, the one in particular that I'm going to reference is what's called the five second rule. And and what Mel Robbins is talking about with the five second rule is that we uh, are undone by procrastination often. And the purpose, spoiler alert, by the way, the five second rule is just a, a quick fire process to overcome procrastination. So um, I use it, for example, I go running. Sometimes I don't feel like it. But if you, if you apply the five second rule, which is you basically count down from five to one and then go or you do something in, you know, which propels you towards the goal. So in my case, I want to go for a run, not really feeling it. Five, four, three, two, one, go and go and put my trainers on. 
Well, once I put my trainers on, I may as well go for the run. So I think that's the teaching that Mel's trying to get over there with the five-second rule. And, and it's really just to overcome that initial inertia, literally, you know, just being lazy and, and stopping doing something. And that's the simplest definition of procrastination. It's just to be a little bit lazy, uh, be a little bit ineffective or unproductive. We see it as a productivity issue, um, procrastination. But interestingly, Mel Robbins goes a bit further than that. And she actually says that there's another kind of procrastination. And one of those types of procrastination is, uh, is where we've, we've got an anxiety. We've got something that, you know, we've got a stressor. We've got something that's really deeply troubling us. And so the procrastination is just our way of avoiding dealing with that stress, dealing with that anxiety, dealing with that worry. And so it's actually a clue that, of a deeper problem, in fact, is what she says. Uh, and, you know, it's just listening to her work on in the five second rule and also in the book, I think it's called Kick-Ass, actually, which is a really good book uh, because she does live coaching with about eight different people, including a real estate investor. So maybe that's another uh, thing for you to check out. So you see, I'm, I'm piecing together different elements of, uh, of, of my thought process that's been emerging over the last week. And yes, I could have talked to you about due diligence and given you checklists and taken you through uh, a simple process, which I uh, wrote about for YPM. Maybe I'll do that next week. Um, but instead, this has been what's on my mind. And it's really because, um, you know, sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, quite literally. But it's not, it's, it's like we're a silent assassin to ourselves. We can't see what we're doing to ourselves because it's in our subconscious. And then going back to uh, Dr. Nicole LaPera, what she was saying was that we, we've got these patterns of behavior. We've got these patterns of thoughts and patterns of emotion, if you like, uh, and patterns of habit or routine. And she said the very first step to uh, overcoming them is to observe them. And, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of mindfulness practice at the moment. I'm going for a mini mindfulness course, practicing meditation. And I think I've kind of, kind of cracked it. I was doing uh, different forms of meditation in the past and, um, you know, I was using the Headspace app, for example, guided meditations, and I kind of couldn't really stick with it. I mean, maybe there's a clue there about it's a pattern and I was sabotaging myself, but I think it was the process. I think it was the actual way I was doing it. I think I've now found a way that works for me. And there's lots of different types of meditation and mindfulness practice you can, you can adopt so that you probably can find one that works for you. But... I think the point of mindfulness is just to stop and just to observe and to be more aware. And that's what's brought me to think about this topic today because I've been stopping and I've been observing and I've been becoming more aware. And so when I was thinking, for example, about the idea of why didn't I apply the, what I learned from reading the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, a couple of decades ago, where well, there's 13 principles in there, you know, if I'd have just applied those principles, I'd have been, you know, I'd have had a head start and made a lot more progress, if you like, uh, along my own journey. And uh, I would have got out of my own way and been successful despite myself. And yet I couldn't, I couldn't quite apply it. Uh, so I knew it. I had the head knowledge. Uh, it was available to me. It was there right in front of me, but I couldn't apply it. And I think where I'm going is, um, I think sometimes we can, we can sabotage ourselves unknowingly, unconsciously, we can get in in our own way. We, we can become our own worst enemy. And so that's the point of today's share, really, is just to highlight that fact. Uh, I've given a number of references there to um, some bigger brains than, than me 
um, that you might want to look up, you might want to look into. Um, but no matter what all the knowledge that we're taking on board, um, and, and thank you so much for listening, by the way, to this podcast regularly. Uh, it's been far, over five years now of this podcast. And if you, listen, if you read my uh, YPM magazine articles, that's great, and my books and other things like that that I obviously share and I try to put out there. That's the knowledge, okay? Uh, some of it, in fact, most of it's free. Some of it's uh, low cost if it's not free. So uh, there's plenty of information, there's plenty of knowledge for you to consume just from this resource, the Propsy Voice. So uh, go and, go and you know, fill your boots, so to speak. It's all there, uh, freely or low cost uh, available. But uh, try and apply it. And if you feel that you're struggling in the application, then I suggest you perhaps think about if you're sabotaging yourself in some way, uh, if you're procrastinating in some way, which might give clues to patterns of thought, patterns of feeling, patterns of, of behavior, patterns of habit, which are not serving you well. And that's getting, you know, I talk, uh, I was talking recently to my wife about roots and fruits, uh, you know, in terms of problems and identifying how to deal with problems. Now, a problem manifests itself or shows itself as a fruit, you know, just like a fruit on a tree. It's obvious, it's there, it's hanging, you can see it. Um, but what you can't see is the root, the root of the tree. Well, if the fruit is bad, then the root is bad. And so to fix the fruit, you need to get to the root and then create a healthy root. So that's where I'm going with all of this uh, rambling. I hope it's making some sense. I'm probably going to draw a line under this episode very shortly, so you don't have to enjoy it too much longer. But there's a couple of things there um, to point out to you. I've added uh, positive intelligence to my uh, reading list as a result of this. There's a test, actually. If you go to the positiveintelligence.com uh, website, there is a, um, you know, you can discover your top uh, saboteur, apparently. I'm going to do that straight after I've recorded this and find out what mine is. Um, check out the Mel Robbins five-second rule to overcome procrastination. Um, I suggest you look up the the holistic psychologist, um, particularly on Instagram, uh, Dr. Nicole LaPera. And um, the uh, Becchino uh, Bosch or Roberto Bosch, um, I'm going to try and put a link to him in the show notes because he's the one who kind of sparked a lot of this thought process when he came to share at our mastermind group as well. So if, if you feel that you've got a lot of head knowledge, if you feel that you're just pounding on and on and on uh, for you know months or years or even a decade or so at a time and not really getting the results, not really getting the breakthrough, then it could well be there's a pattern there. That pattern might come from childhood. It might be our thought process. We might be actually our own worst enemy and sabotaging ourselves. So that's the thought I wanted to leave you today. I know it's a little bit out there, maybe a little bit woo-woo. Hopefully it's been helpful. Um, I'll add uh, as many of these links that I've been referring to into the show notes. You'll find them over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. So please go over there and check that out. Uh, we're doing transcriptions as well. So all the notes you can read as well of, uh, of, of this discussion, they should all be over there. Uh, of course, if you'd like to talk to me about anything from today's show or indeed about property investing, or perhaps even self-sabotage, um, you know, you know, you can always reach me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be delighted to hear from you. But I guess uh, for now, that's all I wanted to, to say this week. And uh, until next time on the Property Voice uh, podcast, it's ciao, ciao. 
Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.